It is Wednesday. No, it's not. It's Thursday, July 3rd, 2014. I'm Martin Coots. This is my good friend and EdTech colleague, Ian Simpson. And this is finally episode two of the Coffee Chat podcast. It's probably the official one, but there's been little ones in between that we haven't. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we always... um, if that was the case, then we'd maybe had train cast uh, or train chat, um, I inspire iPad chat, um, AECC chat, uh, text chat, Facebook chat. Nonsense chat. The list could, as long as it's chat, yeah, uh, the list could go on. I can't actually remember the last time we had a coffee, mind you. Um, I have my I, I do have liquid in my very dainty Mr. Grumpy mug, but... Um, it's, it's yeah. It's not coffee. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <Stop. No. laughs> yes, it's, it's actually it's Australian, but yeah. Brilliant. So well, we do have a yeah, we do have a rundown of, and I'm just getting my my handy companion here, um, a rundown of things that we want to go over, um, which Ian has kindly come up with. Ian, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. Um, well. Just thought we'd start off with just catching up uh, between ourselves and seeing what's been happening, because I haven't yeah. actually seen you in person for a, a good oh, three weeks. Just about. That's about right. Yeah, started June. Yeah, uh, since yeah. we're at the EECC. Uh, so we were at the XMA Inspire with iPad session. That's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, which everyone seemed to think that you were involved with the organising. Was correct. Yes. Um, essentially, uh, what happened was Aberdeen City was asked to help host the event, um, and a, a mutual colleague of ours, who I now work with, um, had a, a bit of involvement with that. Essentially, what we what we did was um, XMA, being um, Apple's biggest solution expert in in Scotland, the official Scottish government, um, the procurement framework that Scottish government releases to buy tablet devices for um, Scottish schools and education, XMA are the main partner providers for that. So it was a it was a, 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 a an event put together to get you know people from Aberdeen City, Aberdeen Shire, you know Robert Gordon's anyone who's involved. I mean we had people up from Dundee, people from Angus. Um, it was a it was a well attended event and uh, a well presented event. We had some excellent. Um, we had some ADPs. Um, we were very, very fortunate to have uh, Apple's head of digital learning, uh, Bill Rankin, there, who I think gave an absolutely spectacular speech. I was lucky enough to to see him a couple of days later uh, at another event in Birmingham, um, and he gave he gave a very, very similar presentation to the one that he did. But uh, I, I, yeah, I ended up being the SWAT in the room because I knew the answers to everything. Um, so we we were having a meal uh, the next night or that night, and uh, I went up to him and, and sort of said, uh, "It wasn't it, your presentation was excellent, but just so you know, I uh, I did see you on Monday. So it's not that I'm that intelligent. It's just that I, I can remember things that people tell me. <laughs> Quite differently, and you know, gone for a job and said, "Yeah, I understand everything he's saying." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I could have, I could have done that, but my uh, either my um, how should we put this? Either my yeah, my 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 compulsion for the truth got in the way, shall we say, instead yeah. of the fact that um, you know. So if I've shot myself in the career foot, as it were, then well, I do know it's a bit. 
we'll see. Um, it was, but yeah, it was really good, uh, and thank you very much for uh, sort of letting me sneak in, even though I wasn't part of the Scottish framework. Not so. It was uh, it was well worthwhile just seeing other people who are here starting to use iPads or thinking about using iPads and. I think what Aberdeen City and Aberdeen Shire are doing is pretty good just now working kind of in partnership. And I know it's it's possibly more informal, is it? Than it's, well, uh, pardon me, actually given uh, a couple of things that were going on, it's not 100% official yet, but uh, Aberdeen Shire and Aberdeen City are looking to work a lot, uh, a lot more closely. Um, obviously, coming from the Shire and, uh, you know, knowing uh, the Shire team as well as I do and, um, knowing what they're trying to achieve, what we're trying to achieve in Aberdeen City, it's it's actually making a lot of sense that we, we sort of do some joint approaches and certainly um, I mean Aberdeen Shire are device agnostic officially, we are device agnostic officially but if you look at the numbers in terms of uh, devices that have been rolled out and devices that are getting used, um, iPad is the, the leader by a, you know, a, a margin of 3 to 1 um, which is which you know, we can officially see. Um, so I think just going by the fact that so many people are looking for iPad um, or looking to use iPads in education, uh, it makes a lot of sense that, you know, Aberdeen City right in the middle, Aberdeenshire surrounding, it makes sense that we do a lot of joint. And because we're both regional training centres, there's a lot of opportunity for us to deliver joint training sessions, deliver joint ITU courses, and just sort of bring things together. Because at the end of the day, um, which I know you agree with, Ian, it doesn't matter what direction you get, how, or what direction you take to get to your end goal. What you're actually looking for is pupil experience, and yeah, an, yeah, yeah, an increased level of engagement, uh, an increased level of, uh, you know, uh, pupil participation, teachers feeling confident. Um, it's really that's that's what we're trying to achieve, and if we can achieve that through multiple means, then it's all the better. Um, it's going to. I was just in a scene at Delhi. District going through BYOD this week. Yes, yeah. Um, obviously, they Ellie have had quite a lot of uh, input from Apple um, because they were doing the. I think it was. I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head. I'm sure I can find it, but they put a, a sizable figure investment-wise on rolling out mm-hmm. seventy-five thousand iPads or something. They were looking at rolling out. Um, yeah, but it was a billion yeah. dollars and. That's that's what I was. That's the number I can I can remember off the top of my head. But one of their main issues that they found was that, um, and this is a thing that I know you have, have done a, a lot of uh, research into, simply because of the the way that RGC was going into things. You have to look at your infrastructure. If your infrastructure, if you have more bandwidth going going out, if you're trying to use more bandwidth than you have coming in, um, things are going to grind to a halt. Um, and I think that's what early schools were finding was that their infrastructure just wasn't up to task. It's interesting though that they've gone for that BYOD because that's not going to solve their infrastructure problems. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm just going to get myself a wee bit comfy here. My my old ankle is playing up. Um, yeah, it's it's very true that uh, the infrastructure just if the infrastructure isn't up to task. But I think what BYOD um, offers more so than a I have my own opinions on, on BYOD. I think BYOD works better in uh, a senior phase. Um, so in Scotland, four, five, six. So uh, 
14, 15 year olds all the way up to 17, 18 year olds. Um, I think BYOD works better there because then you don't have to worry about uh, under 13 age limits for Apple IDs or Google IDs. You don't have to worry about um, having uh, digital skills, digital, you know, if we want to use the phrase digital literacy, we don't have to worry about that um, more with uh, pupils bringing in their own device in a senior age, which also sets them up nicely for higher education, university, college, etc. Um, so I think if we can um, implement BYOD at an upper stage, I think lower stage should be a, a single platform. I think you're, you're um, but yeah, the, back to your back to your point about BYOD and infrastructure, I don't. Unless it's a cost thing so they can have more money to spend on infrastructure. That, that's, yeah. yeah. You know, because yeah, they, they are buying the devices. It's, it's, it's a different kind of implementation to what we're doing at RGC. I mean, I know you, you guys are providing iPads and, and other devices to schools. Yes. Um, and I think Aberdeenshire are doing the same, is that right? They, 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 they're centrally resourcing. Their um, schools, I think, from both uh, uh, from both perspectives that they have, um, both their perspective and Aberdeen City, um, they have the option to um, buy devices on their own. So if the school has funds, then they can they can buy the they can buy the devices, which a lot of the schools do. A lot of the schools get funding from elsewhere, whether it's devices from uh, parent councils or parent teacher associations. Um, they're getting the funds that way. Um, we have we have the ability to lend devices. We have you know we can we can certainly have budget to to procure some devices. But um, I certainly know like Edinburgh, for example, have um, had a had a, a a pot of devices if you like that they've given out to schools. Um, but I think the way that that you're handling your your one to one rollout is a is a is a good way. You know you give them the the option to um, the option to, well. If they want the devices, they, they pay for the devices. Is that right? Yeah, that's a, I mean, the, the, it's a requirement for, certainly for the, the trial third year that are starting in end of October. Mm -hmm. um, so all, all the staff have gotten now, so it's all senior staff and all uh, primary school staff have now got iPads. And some nurseries, okay. nurseries as well. So each member of staff and, and some of the support assistants have got iPads. Okay. Um, provided by the school, and it's part of your, so it's part of your, Uniform, almost. You know, so it's so it's retained by you for the life of, or for, for the length of your employment, and then you hand it back when you leave. Okay. And it's on that same sort of upgrade cycle as the rest of the school. So be every three years, new model. So if you started and you got a brand new iPad next year, mm -hmm. you, year four before you got an upgrade. Okay. Um, but it seems seems to be a good plan uh, in principle, and certainly you know the rollout's gone very smoothly. Uh, so far, I had a bit of infrastructure issues with the Wi-Fi being out of sync. Mm -hmm. uh, went a bit behind, but um, that's all got, got working on the last day of term. Uh, so all staff iPads are now on the Wi-Fi, which is brilliant. Means we can move on to projection, and there's other other sort of milestones to, to get to before the third years come out. But anyway, uh, the third years get to have to bring iPads to school. Um, it's like a big list item, and I know we're really lucky to be in that position where we can. You know, we've got a fee paying school, so the the money is there to provide um, devices or textbooks, you know, resources for kids. Resources, yeah. So they they bring any iOS seven compatible device 
that's bigger than an iPhone, basically. Um, you can bring in an iPad Mini. Okay. Or an iPad 2. Okay. Uh, and so we're setting the minimum, setting the minimum um, operating system spec and nothing else. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it just means that if they've got an iPad already or a family iPad, they want to upgrade. And sometimes you get the tablets free with the phone contracts. You know, you can they can use that and and not have to go with the, the full whack. You know, the, the upper five hundred pound models. Yeah. Unless they want to. Where's my where's mine? <laughs> exactly. That's all. Um, but. No, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be challenging, and it was interesting reading the Horizon report. I know we're going to get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to look at the the case? I report? haven't. Um, I haven't had a, a chance to read over um, oh, some yeah. of the things. I know you've. Um, I know you'd sent some things out, but um, yeah, I've had a. I'm only in about half an hour before we started this, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, but the, and in fact, I missed it. Uh, I missed it coming out. I usually grab it at the end of term, but um, for whatever reason, it went out of my head. And um, it was it wasn't another podcast, the Ned Beach one. Okay. Where they were sort of talking through it, and, I, and it just sort of sparked me to go and have a look. It's really interesting. It's not actually about tech. There's very little tech mentioned in it. Um, certainly the K twelve one, the, the the higher education one, is a bit more um, sort of focused on certain types of technology, like three D printing. But um, the the K twelve is more about the teacher and the role of the teacher, and sort of the models for learning, whether it's sort of traditional or hybrid or mm-hmm. I'm trying not to mention the MOOC word, which Okay. <laughs> um, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's funny you bring up MOOCs. Yeah. I know uh, I I think that's one of these things that has just kind of fizzled and just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. You know, you know, you look at Coursera and Utopia and all of these. I mean, even iTunesU, um, which you know we were both in the iTunesU course. That iTunesU. I know we're going to come to that later as well. And the the, the developments. Blend blended it. It is. It's it's funny how we do that. We just seem yeah. to blend in. Not many tangents, uh, but one one thing I uh, just before we start start going into the the whole sort of you know the the pedagogy and, and all the developments and things that are coming up. I just wanted to. Uh, mentioned about the iOS 8 update and um, what positive effect that I think that's going to have on on using yeah. these devices in education. Um, one of the things, obviously, that um, a lot of schools are using are Apple TV. Hmm. Um, and as you well know, uh, Apple TV is requiring the same subnet as the the Wi-Fi, uh, as the the Wi-Fi enabled iPad to um, successfully display mirror. Um, and one of the huge updates that's going to come in iOS 8 is, other than the fact that you've got extensibility and uh, continuation and uh, you've got the add-ons, you've got the, the new AirDrop. Um, I'd like to chat about AirDrop as well, you know, in, in a wee second, because I think it's a it's an underrated feature that has a huge place in, in education. Um, in sort of a few weeks of training before the, before the Wi-Fi rolled out. Um, just, just for work, doing training sessions between staff. But yeah, no, um, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear about the new year drop because I haven't really looked into it very much. Yeah. Uh, well, what's going to happen with the uh, AirPlay and device mirroring is uh, it's going to work on the the Bonjour gateway that yeah. uh, Apple use as their, their sort of their, their protocol for their you know they use it for the Wi-Fi protocol. They use it for quite a, a few different things, um, and the Apple TV um, is going to connect to uh, an AirPlay 
compatible device via Bluetooth on the Bonjour gateway. Um, so in the same way that Apple TV can connect to a Bluetooth, an Apple Bluetooth keyboard, you can use that as a remote. The um, iPad and the, um, the Apple TV will be able to AirPlay via Bluetooth, which is a, a, a huge... Um, That's good to Yeah, especially for people that whose Wi-Fi has been unreliable. Sometimes AirPlay, um, the AirPlay connection drops. Um, so this is going to... You know, places that do have a, a poor infrastructure are going to have a huge improvement in that respect because the setup's going to be easier, it's going to be quicker, it's going to be easier to manage. You know, you won't have to worry about Wi-Fi passwords or secure Wi-Fi passwords get, getting out. Um, you can you can just get things done a lot, you know, they'll be done a lot quicker and a lot simpler. Yeah. There's a, there's a few good things that come in with the, the sort of Apple TV update. Uh, yeah. Like the, uh, the, the passcode, you know, the on-screen passcode. So when, yeah. when, when your device locks, for example, um, and I found this, you know, the first couple of days I had the, the iPad and I'm using it with some of my classes as little trial lessons. And of course it locks and you, you tap in your passcode and all the kids go in with your passcode. Yes. Yeah. Highlights. And, and just even that sort of the pixelating of that. That's, yeah, that's going to be a huge. Um, it's quite good as well. But no, yeah. I mean, for the, for the Apple TV, we're looking at three options for mirroring. Uh, well, two really, but um, the third option is the one that most staff are making use of just now, um, especially ones who weren't quite comfortable with the iPad or they haven't used it before. Okay. Uh, they're not really caring if it's Wi-Fi projection or not, so we just use the direct uh, VGA connection. It's fantastic because it just straight. Yeah. You know they can teach straight away. And they used some of the staff. It, it was just an eye opener for them. So there was a, a few staff who weren't getting getting why they had an iPad and, and they weren't sure how to use it and they were looking up things on the iPad, but they weren't, you know, they were, they were using it for personal use, which yeah. is a personal device, but they couldn't see how it could be used for education. And then I gave them one of those um, VGA connections and came back a few weeks later, and they were doing most of the well, most of their teaching through. The, app, the iPad rather than the Windows machine. Yeah. Windows sitting on sleep. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't even turned on. That's it. I mean, it's it, for me. It was a it was a huge bonus. I mean, uh, as you know, I started um, as a as a one iPad teacher um, right. when I got my when I got my Gen when I got my Gen one iPad. Um, and one of the 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 big things for me at the time, AirPlay mirroring. Um, well, it still doesn't exist on the first generation iPad, but there was a hack. Um, that you could put onto iOS 5 that enabled AirPlay mirroring on uh, an iPad first generation. Yeah. Um, and my biggest regret to this day is updating to iOS 5.0.1. Because I got rid of it. Because I got rid of it. You know, um, I, I, I did downgrade, but um, I was just... Because uh, I was sitting there, because I had the 30-pin to VGA adapter, and I loved it. Still love the... The, the VGA adapter simply because, and I don't know if you, this you don't get this issue with Reflector, um, the the sort of the, the the Mac and PC software that allows um, that allows display mirroring, but with the Apple TV through a VGA connection and a Canx adapter, you get a letterboxing um, on a on a um, yeah it doesn't quite come out as a full four by three uh, on the Apple TV. On the Apple TV and yeah. through the projector, so we have exactly the same problem. Yeah, whereas the the, the VGA one is full screen. Full exactly. Size. Yeah. So exactly. I used, um, it, I used it um, in a lecture theatre for some staff training, 
mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks before the end of term, and it was just amazing. You know, standing at the back, just seeing how big the, the image was from the, on the iPad, you could, and then running Prezi, for example, or something, and through that. Yes. And then a little yeah. bit and it was just stunning. It is. I mean, it's. Um, I mean, we've done, we've done quite a few uh, teach meets together, yeah. um, and you know, that last teach meet where you had your iPad, I had my iPad, but I also brought along my Apple TV, um, and we were able to do that teach meet wirelessly. That dual present. Yeah. You know, we were able to walk around um, for the first time with a teach meet, and you know that we had done that. That you know, and. That's that's what really made it. <laughs> it really makes it worthwhile. Um, I remember speak, um, going out to schools and speaking to primary, um, uh, speaking to primary colleagues quickly burst my bubble at the fact that you could walk around a class and really take the. And I was quite serious about this when I said it. But you take your teaching and learning to the kids. You know, you're you're involving your kids. You're, you're walking around the class, you're getting them involved, you've still got things up on the board, but they're getting more involved. Mm-hmm. To which the response from primary teachers was, yeah, we do that every day. <laughs> um, but for but for secondary staff, secondary they were like, really? So I can still chalk and talk, but not actually be standing at the board. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's some really interesting sort of implications of that as well for the classroom layout of secondary schools through. And it's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, if, if teachers actually have a desk anymore, if they implement it correctly, they shouldn't really need a desk. They shouldn't, they shouldn't need one. Um, maybe a cupboard, but but definitely not a desk. Or maybe a desk that used to be their desk, but it's now a focus for kids' work. So maybe a projector or a um, visualizer yeah. or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And... That's the way that we've set up our, our RG, the, the computing department RGC. Well, mm-hmm. on the plan anyway. We've got to, got to see it in action again at the end of October. Um, see if it Busy month. But the classrooms are um, octagonal. Sort of, it's it's like primary classrooms, you know, circles. circles yeah. Uh, but with PCs on. Excellent. For for the time being. Um, and until we we can get it all on the iPad or Raspberry Pi or something else. But yeah, the idea is that the teacher, they have a desk, but it's it's not the focus. It's not near the the, the smart board. There's two projectors. It's dual projectors. Nice. So and have uh, work frozen. Hopefully. Okay. Hopefully, I'm saying that. But um, you know, we found a snag, which was the projector didn't freeze. So we've gone back to them, and they're they're looking for a projector that can freeze. Okay. But you can frozen another thing, playing a video or kids work. Are you using? Yeah, so you're using VGA projectors or HDMI or HDMI. HDMI. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's got a... Or there's HDMI inputs on the AV station. Okay, excellent. It's not like the projection booth and, um, uh, sorry, projection pedestal, podium um, at Aberdeen Uni. Okay, yeah. Like yes. Yeah. Um, but one of, the, one of the spaces on, or one of the, the inputs is for either Apple TV, if we go that direction, or um, someone brings an HDMI laptop, there's an HDMI, at okay. least my input. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, yeah, I have to admit, I, I was, um, I was, I'd stopped recommending Apple TV as a, as a solution. I was telling people to go wired, um, simply because a, the Wi-Fi unreliability in some cases, b, the letterboxing, uh, and the letterboxing is still a consideration, but the, 
uh, going back to Apple TV in a big way in terms of in terms of getting the if they could implement a conference mode, I, I think I'd be a lot happier. Not just that I know they've got a conference mode just now where they can display the name of the Apple TV and tell you what network to connect to and all of that kind of stuff. It's got this sort of conference splash screen now. But it, you know, a conference mode for multiple display inputs. Um, I think a conference mode would be a big step forward. Well, it's a, do you mean so you mean multiple inputs as in you know multiple devices connected? And multiple, like, yeah. yeah, multiple screens reflected. Reflector or air server. Yes, yes, Great. exactly. Yeah, that's that's. I'm quite interested in the kind of reflector. We're going to try all that against Apple TV and see how the performance um, pans out. Um, mm -hmm. Because iOS 8 should be out by the time we get into that. Yeah. The, the other thing is with the letterbox, and you can get an up, you know, like an HDMI upscaler. Yeah. I think that solves the problem, but it's very expensive. Yes. It's That's the as expensive as the Apple TV itself. Well, you consider the fact that you're already paying. Um, if you go straight to Apple, you're paying 100. If you get it from XMA, it's 75. But the, it's the expensive thing um, is the Canex. Yeah. Um, if you get that Canex adapter, that's another forty-five pound on top of it, and that is just a massive cost. If you're buying thirty of them, yeah, uh, that's a huge, huge cost. I know. <laughs> and then when you compare it to something like Reflector or Air Server, but it's seven dollars a license, and you go, yeah. Oh, sorry, twelve dollars a license, seven pound a license. Seven pound a license, yeah. Right. Maybe just the Aberdonian kicks in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not, it's not just an Aberdonian thing; it's a Scottish thing. You know, it's um, it, it it doesn't matter if it if I'm having to pay more than I need to, um, and I do this with apps. Yeah. You know, there's a there's been a few apps that I've been looking at, um, and I've been going, hmm, can I get that for free? The minute I find that I can get it for free, that's it. The paid one is just thank you, goodbye, goodbye. I don't care how much you do, I'm getting this for free that does the exact same thing. But yeah. But um, no, there, there's 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 other considerations for projection. Definitely, I know, and I don't know if it's I haven't heard if it's coming with iOS eight updates, but actually getting to record what you're mirroring through an Apple TV, that would be the killer feature. I haven't heard it. Um, it's maybe that would be, yeah, that would be a huge. I mean, uh, I've been doing a lot of, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of tutorial videos, and uh, uh, you know they're still all the raw footage I haven't edited. But I've been using Reflector to record the iPad screen. Yeah, I did. Um, see. It's, it's just brilliant. It, yeah. yeah. I, I've got a, I've got a confession on a related matter to make about this actually. Um, when okay. I was just before I went to Boston in November, I had to record some some screencasts mm -hmm. for the classes. So I was kind of introducing a brand new topic to about two or three of the classes, so I had to just record videos introducing it, rather than leaving the notes for the teacher being like four pages long. So I used Reflector um, mm -hmm. for showing some of the some of the skills. It was an internet search. Okay. And uh, I didn't realize that you could screen record in Reflector, so I used QuickTime <laughs> to record the window of Reflector. Right. Whereas I would much but a much higher resolution video. If you just done shift R. <laughs> and I only found out about four months later I went, No <laughs> Just you're the same as you're the same as me. That's it, it's doing it. I know how it works. 
I don't care about additional features. Wait a minute, what's that additional feature? That's really good. <laughs> and then uh, it was it was one day I was sitting there and uh, I was wanting the, the iPad to fill the screen because I quite like I quite like the that you can put a frame on with reflector, but I don't know. I quite like taking the frame off and just having the the screen. I, and as I was doing that, I was looking at the keyboard shortcuts. It was one of our schools was trialing it, but they were trialing it on Windows um, and Windows um, on a Mac. Um, you can just, you know, you, you've got the, you can press escape and it brings you out of full screen mode or you can press the, uh, the, the little expansion icon, you can tap that again, it brings it back down. Windows doesn't have that. Windows seems to be all keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. And as I was look, looking through, I noticed, right, shift F, full screen, shift G, close full screen, shift R, right, shift R, next thing you know, the screen was growing. So, oh, I wonder if the Macs get that. And sure yeah. enough, the man key R starts record. Yeah, man yeah. key, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, just so, hence well, the uh, Aberdeen City tutorial videos were born. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's summer. That's my summer. Now you might have a holiday, remember? Ah, remember that's. Well, you get holidays anymore, I suppose, but. I do get them. I just, I, I, I do get holidays. I just yeah. don't get as. Although I've worked out, I'm only working 18 days over the summer holidays, which is fine. That's, I can, I can live with that if I was. Um, I'm taking the last two weeks in July off, but this, this is going to be my first time in eight years that I haven't had a, a, a summer holiday, and that is going to be a massive. Uh, well, Jennifer, oddly enough, Jennifer's finding it a, a bonus. <laughs> I don't know why. Cool. Maybe not by the end of the holidays. <laughs> yeah, you've met my two. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. um, I've, I've enjoyed this week where everyone else has been at work, uh, been at work or school. The the fun starts on Friday. Yeah, you're away on you're away on Saturday, aren't you? Yeah, we're down at Hyde Park. Thanks. Um, nice. nice. It's all for me, obviously. Do, 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 do. So, do we want to talk about this Horizon report and actually, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, but before that, I better, I, have, I know we got sidetracked by uh, That's okay. all things thingy and Apple, but um, talk, tell you about the Pi Academy. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's um, Fantastic. lucky bugger. Yeah, lucky bugger. I was really lucky, actually. Um, so, Raspberry Pi Foundation, just in case you hadn't heard of this, um, they have started running these academies where you about 20, 25 teachers go down and spend two days in the Raspberry Pi Foundation offices, Pi Towers, and they come away with um, a, a, a certification, a Pi Certified Educator, which is uh, a nice shiny enamel Raspberry Badge with Certified Educator on it, or Certifiable, one of those. And um, it's, it was the best CPD I've ever been on, actually. And I've, I've done quite a lot of CPD, and I would possibly, it would probably knock Boston out of this as well, actually. EdTech teacher camp uh, was fantastic. Really? Experience was fantastic, but Pi Academy just blew out of the war. I never saw Cambridge, actually. That was the, the only downside was I didn't get a chance to see Cambridge and, you know, actually experience it, apart from but, 8 in the morning and 5 o'clock at night. But um, when, you were in, when you were in Boston, you got to see the other Cambridge. Yes, exactly. Um, 
And of course, because I spent the weekend there as well, so I had a bit more time to explore. Yeah. Um, I think, on re in retrospect, I, I could have flown down on the Saturday, and I would have spent a bit, a bit longer there. But um, I don't, I can't remember the flight from Dundee left on Saturday. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's only, it's, um, it's Dundee. It's, you know, it's not like there's going to be regular flights. It's, you know. I think there was one, one or two a day. Actually, it was pretty, pretty good. It's okay. the only. The only company that flies from Dundee to Stanford. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Everything else is wind up planes. Ah, see, that's cool though. That's yeah. for me. That's even better. Well, security checking was a breeze. <laughs> Two minutes Hello. from door to gate. <laughs> yeah. <no>. You get anything <laughs> that's clear? I had five five folk in security looking at a Raspberry Pi, going, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> so um. Yeah, the first day was a traditional CPD course, so obviously it was in Raspberry Pi Foundation, so we had to sign NDAs, uh, mm -hmm. which I actually signed them, not just the Apple, yeah, I'll do that, mm -hmm. it was actually, you know, I had to sign the documents. Not that we saw anything, I don't think, um, but it, it was just in case we did mm -hmm. or something. Or, uh, something, in, something in development, yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was the development offices, and you could see the programmers behind the screens, but um, you couldn't. You weren't allowed to go through, and you weren't allowed to sort of oh, nice. But no, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, so the first day was pretty much, you know, here's about well, we had four workshops, and it was just getting into the the nitty gritty. So goodie bags on your on your table when you went in. Mm -hmm. Inside the goodie bags, free Raspberry Pi, um, all the cables, um, some a Wi-Fi dongle, all, all sort of things you needed to set it up. So. Mm -hmm. it, Bit like, did I tell you about my lesson for job interview in March? Everything was no. in the box. No. Like cabinet of curiosity kind of idea. Okay. Was this for um, EdTech consultant or? Uh, no, it was for the head of computer. Head of computer. Okay. Obviously, this was better though because it was a tote bag with a raspberry on it, but inside it was everything you needed for the CPD course. Nice. Um, so straight away, folk were going, this is brilliant. And we're like, you get to keep this at the end. Yeah, everything's, everything's been donated. So for a charity to do that, it's pretty stunning. It was about That's excellent. 70 quid's worth of a kit, at least in that. Each. Uh, oh, and, and the mug, of course, which nice. <laughs> which was good. But So the first day was getting to grips with your own Raspberry Pi and then playing in with the GPIO, general purpose input outputs, mm -hmm. uh, getting really geeky and techy. Nice. Um, and exploring stuff like Sonic Pi, which is a, a music sort of sequencing program. Okay. That, uh, a guy called Sam Adams had created for, well, he created it for Mac, I think, initially, but then ported it to Raspberry Pi. Okay. Uh, but he was there, he was the one doing the training session, so they, they got him in to do this. So he was showcasing the new version of it, which he uses when he performs with his band. So he was. Yeah, he was doing the training session, and then that night he was flying to Amsterdam to play a gig with his band. I think the nice. next, uh, using Sonic Pi on his Mac, but um, Still. great guy to speak to. Yeah, uh, and I think the 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 new version, the second version of Sonic Pi, is fantastic for teaching kids about music theory as well. Okay, as music. It's like back to the old sort of nineties trackers almost. But oh, it was okay. Yeah. Really cool effects and sort of fade them in and fade them out, but you just did it as a as a programming language. Uh, okay. So really quite clever. 
Uh, so I'm going to have to proper look at that. And of course, because it was running through a Pi as well, you think, well, it's going to lag eventually. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. it, you could you could add so many effects that it would eventually just. Yeah, it would lag. Yeah. Uh, See, I don't have a I don't have a lot of experience with Raspberry Pi. I have that, but in fact, I have no experience with Raspberry Pi. And it's, um, it was what, what's your yeah, what's your official take on it? I mean, I know you're you've done a lot of work on it. Do you think it's it's as big a game changer as people are saying? Or well, before I went there, I I, I played around with tutorials and I did that session down at Saturday in December, um, where we had schools coming in and they were looking at what we'd done. So we looked at Scratch, which runs slowly on the Pi because right, it's okay. a phone. It's mm -hmm. a mobile phone. Yeah. Um, so it does run a bit sluggishly. Uh, we looked at Python, which is quite quite a good programming language. It's good for the sort of National Five Computing Science course. Okay. As well, I mean, you could definitely do it. Um, so I was looking at it from a computing teacher point of view. Okay. Actually, we got to the, the, the course and they showed you the focus a lot on the hardware. So, for example, the session on using the Pi camera, which mm -hmm. is a five megapixel camera that you just attach to the board. Okay. It's upstairs. But um, the Pi camera, so it's a five megapixel camera, 20 pounds. Wow. And you just, it's just a cable, a uh, little board with a camera, lens on it, plug it into the Raspberry Pi board, set it up somewhere, uh, and you can very quickly create a program that takes an image every 10 minutes and puts it on Twitter. Right okay. What I did. Um, the other thing you can do is you can very quickly, and this was the best part of the course, was the second day, because mm -hmm. they come up with ideas of how you would use that for education. And so instead of just saying, well, I'll make some scratch resources or mm -hmm. I'll make software, because I was thinking about the Sonic Pi. And okay. I thought, software, I've, I've tried to focus on the hardware and I really think that's where the, the Pi is going to be a game changer um, because it's the hardware that enables you to do so many different things with it. Um, and a lot of folks are starting to capitalize this on this. Okay. So they're selling kits to make video cameras okay, like £40 and you get a fairly good quality video camera that you build yourself. Mm -hmm. it's, got, it's got a touch screen, that, that kind of thing. Um, it doesn't look like a video camera or a traditional one. It's okay. lots of gadgets right. um, with, with cable ties and everything wrapped around it. But you build it yourself and I think that's, that's quite, quite a good, um, good way to go down or a good route to go, go down with this. I think I could see uh, applications for this certainly in secondary. I mean, it's actually, it's it's, it's tying in with the Horizon report later on. Okay. Because uh, one of the things, I'll just flick to my notes. Um, one of the things in the Horizon report, I can't remember if it was the K12 one. Um, something yeah, K12, the development, so sort of three to five years, Internet of Things and Wearables, Raspberry mm -hmm. Pi, perfect for that. Arduino also, um, there's there's a lot of development in that, especially when I was at MIT. In, mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So, so, uh, using uh, sort of craft and sort of sewing electronics into your clothes and things like that. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. So there's a lot of, lot of cool, cool projects happening with that just now. Um, and I, I wouldn't recommend sewing a Raspberry Pi into a coat. You know, there's there's better things to do with that. But yeah. you can definitely, it's it's a more portable 
prototyping sort of uh, station than than maybe some of the you wouldn't take a laptop. You know, right? No. And you wouldn't have access to the pins and, and the and the inputs um, that you would in the Raspberry Pi and or Arduino. So making little robot robots and things, but also thinking about wearable computing and uh, rapid prototyping, so agile learning. Okay. Uh, is is also something K twelve something that our colleague um, or your colleague, sorry, not my colleague, uh, is quite. Um, I think passionate. knowing that colleague, he's everyone's colleague. Yes. It's not. Charlie. It's not. Yes, it's not a colleague that you get with uh, Charlie. It's an experience. Um, it's a spark. It's, we're, we're we're all Charlie. It is. It is. Um, it's. I think. Uh, I think Our all. Oh, <laughs> we could. We could get really. We could get really deep with this and say we all have a little Charlie inside of us. But. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thing on the screen here, and you've just put it down there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it ties in ties in nicely to the, the the horizon report, and I'm going to move on to that. Um, but uh, the the PyCAD was awesome, and I really recommend it if if anyone. And it doesn't have to be computing teachers. There was history teachers there. There were primary teachers. Uh, there were people who weren't teachers at all, but they were thinking about becoming teachers, and they wanted to see how it's. There was somebody who was building a MOOC. Okay. That. Um, but they were coming in to see how it could be applied in in other areas, and I really think. It's it's one of the things that it's opened my eyes to. That is potential ed tech. Okay. Um, not going to be as nice and clean as a an iPad or a, or, or a Google device or, a, or an Android device, sorry. But it's um, it's going to let the kids do things like build quadcopters and fly them up in the air and have have them video record from different angles. Mm-hmm. Trips, you fly down a river. Um, we were talking about this the other day. You have sort of mini ROVs. Um, you could do a lot more links with industry with a Pi yeah. than a would with a tablet. Um, and certainly the kids could get more out of it. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. No, 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 awesome. no, 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 not at all. It's um, yeah, exciting stuff. Um, it was really, really cool, and um, I, I was very excitable about it when I got back. I still am, actually. As you can probably tell, it's it's got my. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day um, about school reports because uh, my daughter, uh, Mia, and Nate had their school reports about a month okay. ago, and I was just reading through them and I was trying to remember if I kept my old primary one school report and I don't think I have. Okay. But I do remember it vividly. My mom kept it for a long time and she, uh, I think she passed it on to me and I've lost it. Okay. Anyway. Junk modeling was one of my my okay. and it's getting back to that idea of about yeah. creating things out of or uh, reusing what we uh, call scrap yeah yeah scrap components right. and yeah. and my garage building up a collection of scrap components of little LEDs and cables that I'm thinking about stripping down to make connectors and things Excellent. so thank you Raspberry Pi Foundation you've made my garage an absolute tip. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's a good thing. It is. It's a, It's you know. It, it actually leads into uh, one of the, the 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 most exciting things I've seen um, in quite a wee while, and that's uh, Makey Makey, mm-hmm. um, and how Makey Makey is going to be. Um, I think once they, you know, if you want to make something out of nothing, there's a, you know, there's a. You want to make a, a keyboard that you've. You want to make a keyboard that works. Um, 
draw on paper, plug it into your computer and it'll play the keys. Um, you want to make a, a, a game controller out of uh, Play-Doh on you go, make it, make it accommodate. Um, or, I would, you know. yeah. now I was speaking to someone um, about Makey Makey just this morning on Twitter actually. Um, <coughs> someone computing at school conference and I'm going to get her name wrong so I'm just going to have to go to Twitter. Uh, but she was telling me how she used to make with the class and the kids came up with all these ideas. Okay. Forgive me for a second. Bianca no uh, Grogan, I think it is. Um, Irish educator. Yeah, she's from Dublin. Um, and her Twitter handle is B-N-I-G-H-R-O-G-A-I-N. Bianca Grogan, I think it is. Nice. Um, and so she uses the Makey Makey already uh, with, her, with her classes, I think they're primary, primary uh, classes. Okay. Uh, so they used it to create something that navigated through Google Earth. Oh, excellent. Um, and uh, like you were saying, you know, drawing, drawing little uh, game controllers and paper and things like that. So yeah. there's, it, it, it's a bit like the Raspberry Pi in a sense. You know, when, when, I, when I got it, Everyone was doing the same thing with it. They were loading up Scratch. They yeah. were looking at the terminal. They were making an LED go on and off. And they were making a Jelly Bean screen. The Jelly Bean screen. You, you haven't seen this, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't seen a video, it. A video on YouTube you'll have to check it out later on. I've got a screen okay. jelly. Um, and there might be one about a singing snowman. You'll like that. It sings Michael Bublé. I'm over my Bublé uh, obsession. Well, I'll have to change I'm, I'm not really, yeah. It's, I'm not really. <laughs> you know what next year's going to be? It's going to be the Frozen song every time you press. <laughs> oh, I wish you would just bloom and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh, squeeze the jelly baby and it's, it sings back to you, let it go. Oh, yes. I have seen that. I have seen that. Um, bloody so these kind of basic introductory sort of... Uh, projects that you can do with the Raspberry Pi and okay. a bit, bit too far beyond you know capabilities because uh, it goes from that to hot air balloon with a camera pointing down and a bear falling out from 27,000 feet right 37,000 meters um, yeah and, and it goes it goes easy 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 amazingly difficult so there's there was a, a it looks like the making has those kind of standard. Okay. Yeah, but um, in terms of I yeah. can tie in with other other um, prototyping software, uh, mm -hmm. prototyping hardware, uh, what you can create from it. Excellent. Yeah. Brilliant. But yes, and and that wasn't even on, on the list of things. But, no. Because <laughs> um, I'm just noticing we are coming up for the one hour mark. Wow, and we're not we're we've just caught up. But I know. About just chatting and, and yeah. uh, on tangents. Um, I mean, the horizon. I'm just, having, I'm just having to watch my time because my mother's up visiting. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> we can do the horizon report very, very briefly if you want. I can, I can rattle through it. Yeah, before. definitely. It was interesting. I looked at the, I looked at the preview. I haven't read through the full fifty odd page reports yet. Um, I am through the eleven page preview. I am skimming as we speak. Um, well, I'll 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 take you through the preview. Yeah, go for it. The K twelve, the, the the sort of the key trends of things that are going to happen in the next year. Don't have to go into the future that much, but it's thinking about the uh, redefining the role of teachers and deeper learning. 
Okay. Uh, and that's the sort of the, the key trends for education for K twelve or primary, secondary, early secondary. Yeah. Um, I think the BYOD in cloud computing is the main development, which fair enough. Um, but it's 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 nothing surprising here, is it? No, I mean it, it's cloud. I mean cloud computing is cloud computing is nowhere near as um, a, a nasty word as it was about five years ago. You know, um, things like Dropbox were just in their very, very early stages. Um, yeah. And I think what people like you and I were finding useful about Dropbox was the fact that um, Dropbox was a, a way to get over sending large files over email. Yeah. You know, if we had a 20-plus megabyte file, um, we couldn't send it over email, so we would put it into Dropbox, send out a link. Now, cloud computing is the cloud computing's been used for so much more. Um, yeah. It's yeah. got um, it's, it's gained traction as being a business continuity solution. Yeah, no. it's a it's a workflow. Um, it's a it's a massive workflow solution. Um, if you look at um, obviously RGC aren't is tied into this as uh, public sector schools, but if you look at Glow. And the fact that the new version of Glow has a Microsoft Office 365 um, is built in a Microsoft 365 environment. Um, every user gets a 25 gigabyte of OneDrive for business storage space, hmm. um, and in a shared, a shared one, uh, a shared one-to-many iPad deployment, uh, a cloud solution uh, such as I mean, even an app like Shobi, which is a virtual classroom, is also a it's also a cloud it's a it's a cloud classroom. Um, you are. I know you're a huge fan of Idopio, and yeah. Idopio is a is another example of that a teacher toolkit. There are massive there the amount of apps out there that, that are hosted on a server, or you know they're they're only stored in one location. Is uh, cloud computing is a huge thing. It's backed up to cloud. It's yeah. not um, so it's stored in a device. I mean, did we have a conversation about this last week? I think we did. We did, yeah. It was yeah, just over, nice. over data security. I'm going to have a flashback to this. But yeah, Idopio, I think they're moving towards having a server. Depend, it, we'll see how that, that pans out because yeah. there are protection implications in that. There probably will be. Um, but for the moment, we're okay. Um, yeah. We can back up to a domain, uh, a, a school-owned Google Apps domain. Okay. Which gets around data protection. I'm not going to go into that. Um, it's it's far too. We could we could do a we could do a massive podcast on data security and impact levels and safe harbor and EU um, regulations. That would be really interesting, interesting to me personally. Yeah. Um, um, we might not get any more listeners no. or or viewers in the new format. You know. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll put that on a maybe actually. Um, no, it's it's important. It is important. Put it on a put it on a pile. And we'll, you know yeah. things. You know. Got here's, <laughs> here's the here's the list of things we need to get to, and we'll, we'll put it on the, the list of things. And it may be the K twelve goes back on the list. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Um, the, the the challenges, the things that they 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 think that's not going to happen, um, or, or or has they know how to solve it, but it's it's something that needs to be solved in education is authentic learning and personalized learning and I, I kind of mm-hmm. agree with that and I, and I think that to an extent you know those challenges will be resolved through BYOD cloud computing mm-hmm. but um, it was interesting um, the, the, the comparison between the K-12 and the higher education one is that 
higher education one, the, um, the challenge for, for higher education, and it wasn't mentioned at all in the Horizon report for K-12, was the low digital fluency. I like that, digital fluency. Digital uh, fluency, it's a good, yeah. it's a good term. Um, of faculty. And that, that's that's the key thing. You you'll know this because mm -hmm. you know at schools. Um, we were at the XMA event as well. There is a lot of teachers out there who don't yet see the purpose. I mean, I'm coming from a, a classroom where it's always been focused on the computers. Yeah. And to an extent, you know, the SAMR model is already Im implemented in you know or or tasks in that SAMR. Task. If you, yeah. If you think of if you think of a, a traditional your the way that I see SAMR and the way that I see the way that schools are implementing uh, devices is we used to write our essays, mm -hmm. then we used to type our essays on a some sort of typewriter, whether it was you know an old clicky one or a, and then hand it in. Then we would type it on a computer, print it off, and hand it in. Then we would yeah. type it on a machine. It still type it on a computer, but instead of um, we would submit it in some way, whether it was through a VLE or somebody, you know, the old, uh, the old traditional email. And I think a lot of people are seeing a, a mobile device, and we won't be, this isn't specific to iPad or Android, it's any yeah, mobile device, any, yeah, exactly, any device that's coming in. The, they see the natural progression of that is you used to write, type, email, now you're going to do it on an iPad. And submit it somewhere in that respect, and I think that's the danger. I mean, like you're saying, computing classes have always already been in the the you know the augmented stage. You're taking a traditional task and you're augmenting it using technology. It's a nature in your subject. Hmm. Um, you correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're, uh, and it took me a while to realise that, to be honest, because I until I started in this role, I was assuming that teachers used ITT a lot more than they actually did, and then you mm -hmm. realise they don't, um, and a lot of them really don't, or they'll they'll think they do, and it's perception. You know, they think they're using ICT quite a lot yeah. because they have PowerPoint stacks, or they you know they've got um, Word documents that they send to kids through email, and they think, well, that's that's good. It's little bits of, of it's ICT. small it's steps, good. yeah, yeah, small steps, and as I suppose that's how the iPad's going to be implemented as well, or any device, it's got to be implemented through. Just small steps. Um, the and, and it kind of ties into rethinking the role of teacher, of a teacher as well, because you don't. I mean, this is all happening to us, I suppose. About you know getting away from being the person, the main focus. You mentioned earlier, yeah. but the the desks, the, the teacher being able to be more like a primary teacher and be yeah. around uh, the groups more and, and sort of directing learning from almost the back of the classroom and mm -hmm. just which I was a huge fan of doing yeah exactly um, um, it's, it's really interesting that the horizon report think that this is this is something that's coming this year I don't think it is actually I, I, I think there'll be discussions about it because there's been discussions mm -hmm. about it for a couple of years I don't think it's it's going to be a move towards that I don't think it's going to be Embedded across the school, um, and it's 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 entirely down to I think the fact that there is this knowledge gap. Mm -hmm. Even new new trained staff. I mean, I know there's a, there's a huge push on for ICT in, in 
education training now, but it's it, it's up to the, the the school education, I suppose, what they learn. Yeah. They, they may just learn perfect. The, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's um, for a while it was death by PowerPoint, and then it was you know everybody was doing a prezi, and then it was uh, there. There seems to be. I, I don't know if you agree with this, but. Uh, digital skills progression and teachers seem to follow this kind of just this little way mm. of they don't really they don't really go in exponential they just kind of go in this kind of old style you know they go up in incremental I, I used to I used to print off my documents now I'll email my documents I used to um, in fact um, Abdul Shohan who's a, an ADE from ESA Academy mm-hmm. um, uh, you know they they, they you know, if uh, I encourage you to look up yes, if you haven't already done so. But um, one of the things he said at uh, a recent event that I saw on that was, if a photocopier could tweet on a Monday morning, what do you think it would say? And I'll, I guarantee you, everybody in that room went, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. We're stuck in that old style of, um, I, this is, I'm a teacher, this is what teachers do, this is what I'm used to doing. Um, and you know, mobile devices are disruptive technology. There's no two ways about it. They are, they are definitely going to disrupt the way that that lessons take place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think staff are staff. There's definitely a, a fear of change um, in staff. I mean, teachers are teachers are can, can be a proud bunch with the way that they the way that they deliver their lessons and the way that they they stick to their the way that they stick to their their tried and tested methods. Um, and like you're saying, some teachers think they're doing a lot with ICT when really they're doing the sort of the, the entry level stuff with ICT. They're doing uh, email or they're doing uh, online document storage, something along those lines. Uh, they're not really using technology to a transformative effect. You know, certainly for my subject area, maths, one of the the one of the true indicators of how a how a child was doing was could they answer 20 questions um, in the exact same way as the example I've shown them? Could they do that without me uh, showing them uh, the, the method all the time? Can they then, you know, set a test and get that get that result? And I think there are some subjects where changing and pers- personalizing the learning, if we go to the Horizon report and we, we, we mentioned the personalized learning, um, there's, a, there's a massive fear of what that brings to a classroom. Yeah, because teachers, I mean, teachers are rightly thinking that could be twenty different progression paths, mm-hmm. or thirty different progression paths. You know, if you're not yeah. a technical. Exactly. Yeah. And then you know, once you get to personalised learning, you can tie it in with you know the, the different types of um, learning. So you could have hybrids or online uh, learning or so- social media in learning as well. Mm-hmm. In the the Horizon Higher Education one, and. That brings more challenges because now your class sizes aren't 30 anymore, they're 50, 100, 600. Yeah. yeah. And how, how do you scale that up? Um, and that's that's a definite issue for a teacher to get their head around. I remember um, a few years ago in Aberdeenshire when they introduced all those um, video conference suites yep. in secondary schools. Yep. Um, and, and the furore about that, about you know potentially having to teach or not even having to teach it was being able to teach 
different Your class and yeah. another class at the same yeah. class and school at the same time. Because so all the uh, teachers really considered about was, or the first thing we considered about was, how do I mark their work? Exactly. <laughs> how do I assess them? Yeah. yeah. But that was that was that was the thing at the time. It was, and it's for a lot of places. It's still attainment, 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 attainment. Um, people experience and personalized learning and personalized approaches. Should um, value value in the school. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I think, and I think, um, I'm not going to go through everything arising report, but I think definitely that the roles of teachers need to be reassessed. Yeah. Um, the expectations, you know, the the, um, the responsibilities need to really include technology as, as a as a very important point. Not, you know, possibly before even developing, you know, resources. Mm-hmm. Technology yeah. Um, no, I thought I thought they're they're both good reports. I'm definitely going to sort of read it in a bit more detail. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm just and, looking through it the same as you, and it's the, the, the one that's got me as a wicked challenge is this keeping formal education relevant. Yeah. I mean that that's not three to five years. It's, it's, uh, keeping education relevant for the last hundred years. It's it's a weird one. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be that short time scale. Be nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good challenge. It's good to think about actually. I like the idea of a quantified self. Yeah. Um, the development of quantified self. So with the the, the sort of uh, the the health kit mm-hmm. um, and things like that, you know, have, being able to measure yourself it's, I suppose it's, it's a it's a te- technological development on your basic self-reflection <clears throat> now you have data to reflect with <coughs> I, I think I think I'm, I'm getting a good uh, I think I'm sleeping enough well actually you're only doing 6.95 you know <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that um, my uh, I, uh, Jennifer's birthday um, I got a Fitbit um, okay. and she has she has jumped in with both feet. I mean, I've had a, I mean, I've had a pebble for six, seven months, um, but I've never used. I've used my pebble as my lock screen. Yeah. So if I get a notification, it doesn't go to my lock screen anymore. It just goes to my phone, yeah, uh, to yeah. my watch. Yeah, um, I saw that when we were at the Apple thing in Edinburgh. Yeah, it's just you know, um, I used to be rude by looking at my phone. Now I'm rude by looking at my my my, my watch. Um, <laughs> Although Je- Jennifer pointed this out to me, apparently I get a notification on my watch, and then I pick up my phone and kind of go, "Oh yeah, they match." Yeah, as if I'm surprised. Um, but she's, but I, I, the the quantifying self bit is is excellent because mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, teachers constantly have to do is personal personal review, personal evaluation, self evaluation. What worked exactly? What worked? What didn't work? What was good about that lesson? What wasn't good about that lesson? Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to develop independent learners. Yeah, you know that can think about what they're doing and how they're how they're getting on. I think that quantified self has got a great implication, in or, or a great potential implication mm-hmm. in developing the independence. You know the fact that they can think about, you know, they can, they can measure themselves and think about what they're how they're progressing and and, and take some action based on that. Definitely, definitely. Motivation. 
yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I, I, I agree that there's still a place for formal education. Um, I think until um, university entrance and uh, entrance exams and all of these types of things change, um, I think there's there's still a place for formal education. But I think what we have to get away from, um, certainly in Scotland with the CFE and broad general education and senior fees, is broad general education. Stop me if you disagree here, but. I think broad general education hasn't really kicked in the way that um, the powers that be wished it would. Um, I do. Um, i.e., schools are still doing what they did two, three years ago. Um, they're getting, they're, they're in third year, they're making their choices. When really, you know, they're just starting third year and their choices are ready for fourth year. When really, third year, they should still be doing all eight subjects. Uh, yeah. Or they should be doing more, in some cases, more than eight subjects. But there's still this thing at the back of people's minds that they need, they want to be a doctor, they need to set three sciences in one go. Um, you know, it's not it's not looking at what's right for the learner, it's still looking at this end goal. Um, yeah. And I'd, I'd said the, I'd, I'd sort of said this about Aberdeen City and Aberdeen Shire working together in that we have different directions but the same destination. That should be true for, for learners as well. It doesn't matter how they get to their final destination, but the experiences that they have along the way should should be stand out. It should really the the pupil experience and what the, the child experiences and how they actually progress. The better the experience, the better the progression is essentially what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, and I think you know the 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 whole point of authentic learning is that you are not going from class to class and picking up different things. You're you're working on something for I suppose they could call it maybe project-based learning mm -hmm. and authentic learning sit nicely together because you can you can move through you know three or four different subjects and be working on something similar or something that that complements another subject um, and everyone's working on the experience rather than working on the, the sort of narrow focus on yeah they're doing maths they must be able to do this they're doing computing they must be able to do this we don't care about anything else uh, exactly still exists and you're right because everyone goes right end of fourth year they have to set an exam so that means if a backtrack oh we can't do it in one year right let's go back to third year mm -hmm. let's have them start then we'll just keep the evidence quiet we'll just keep it no. yeah yeah i totally agree schools do and or almost every school doing and if they're not they're probably looking at all the other schools going damn i wish we thought of that yeah we don't have to we don't actually have to change what we're doing <laughs> that's the yeah, I mean it's mantra that was coming out actually. To to be fair, that was a mantra that was coming out was as it got closer and closer to implementation of the sort of third year broad general education yeah. and then the national fives. It was you don't have to change very much, and so eventually the schools went okay. We won't. And, and I thought well, <laughs> um, which okay, spoils spoils the whole point of curriculum for excellence, I suppose. It does. It kind of takes away the um, it kind of takes away the the core of what CFE is all about. Mm -hmm. um, it's still levels. It's still progression. It's still it it's experience doesn't come into it at all. And CFE, yeah. the CFE is pupil experience. It's it's a real shame, and and I'm, I'm I feel strongly about this that the I know by the time they get to S four, S five, S six upper phase, they need to have some. Something that proves they they have 
learned and take that to the universities. But mm -hmm. if this was an experiences, it should have stayed on experiences, I think. And, yeah. um, or a general a general exam at the end. On every subject. In yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're kinda they're 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 gums about this um, being all about experiences and outcomes and yeah at the end of it it's okay here's your national four assessment that's internal national five here's your you know here's higher but you know it's still very much an experience but we want to ex you know it's as if they say we want you to experience what it's like sitting in an exam um you know we want you to to know the stress of having to study we want you to sit in a room with 60 of your your peers and you know all see everybody sweating for two and a half hours um that's a great experience um, and it sets you up for for later life because you know I, you know I, quite recently I've sat in several rooms with sixty of my peers all sweating doing a test because that's very true to life. Yeah, I think if we if we are still looking at that angle of of assessment and attainment being the the the, the only the only destination that our children have, then we're not equipping them for the skills for life learning and work those we're not we're, we're, we're giving them a false realization of what's of what's out there and what yeah. they need to do in order to succeed in a life beyond school yeah exactly um because well i sat an exam at university obviously every year uh mm -hmm. you get a degree you, you get a job and you might choose to sit an exam but you choose to sit an exam because you want to have that qualification later on so yeah. like you're a teacher you have to say exams, you know, yes. uh, and you know. So I will decide to do that when it suits me. Yeah. But I think personalization, personalization and choice. Yeah, you do it when you're ready for it. You yes. don't do it when it impacts when everybody else does. Uh huh. Um, and to be honest, the the university life, the social part of the university, is also very powerful influence. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do in later life? Exactly. Yeah. You do the job you were planning to do from when you were eleven or five or whatever. No. Um. If I had uh, done the job that I wanted to do when I was five, I would be an uh, astronaut, space cowboy. Nice. One. Um. Who would also dabbled in time travel and archaeology. I can. Um, I can see you with the hat, Indiana Jones hat. Yeah, Indiana Jones hat and driving a DeLorean. That's uh, what I wanted to do when I was five. Um, yeah. Well, at one point in the mid nineties, mid nineties, I wanted to work for the FBI because mm. um, I, I I did believe that UFOs were out there, and X Files, and Fox Mulder, and uh, have a a lot to answer for in my development. Yes. A lot to answer for. <laughs> um, unfortunately, when I was five, I wanted to be a computer programmer, so I was a bit unimaginative. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, you're living the dream. Yeah, you're, you're living the dream. Um, well, I, I kind of stopped that and became a teacher. But got, you've got, got the, you've got the skills. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and now I'm back to the sort of the Raspberry Pi iPad uh, scenario, but getting quite excited about programming again. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things that's never changed for me is a love of gadgets, technology. Well, cowboys as well. It, it doesn't love cowboys. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things that that always stayed true for me um, was 
and this influenced a lot of what where I am today um, is my love of technology and gadgets. Um, I was always I always had to be first to have the latest thing. Um, I was, and which which still range true. I still have to be the first to know about something or or. Um, but no matter what career um, path I've chosen, whether it was um, or even you know regardless of school as well, um, mm. compute and computing and technology was always honed. Um, when I left university and I went to work in forensics, it was still honed there. Um, yeah. And now that I've, I've I've come out of teaching, it's still involved in education, but come out of teaching, my main focus is uh, teaching with technology. Um, yeah. And how that can, so I've always had I've always had that that level of enthusiasm, and I think that's I, I think if people can see that they they kind of gear things towards they kind of steered me in that direction. So I think that's what's important as well. Do that's the, the ultimate goal for education, anyway. I'm getting deep here, <laughs> which is you take things that that the individuals like and um, that their their interests and and what inspires them, and then. You teach them that way, but mm -hmm. if at the end of the day the, the the end goal is a assessment that makes sure that you can memorize twenty facts or or, yeah. or, or ask the same question yeah. twenty different question yeah. twenty times. That's um, it. It doesn't fit. So no. it's it, it, I think university sort of further education's got a lot to answer for. I know they need to have a way of getting of, of selecting who's appropriate to go to university. Right people, right, right course. answer to that just now. And I really, really think that the way that the hires and that five sit, especially in state schools, um, I'm hearing some horror stories about the, the yes. and the combined classes. Yeah. Four, five, six. Five, not four, not three. Yeah. Um that that is gonna how are hires meant to do? Uh, how are hires meant to get their three sciences um, in one sitting for university? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, it yeah, it's it's it just doesn't it, shouldn't it doesn't work. No, it doesn't, and it, and it's it's and it shouldn't it shouldn't work. It shouldn't have to work. It shouldn't be that shouldn't be on the table. It should be. If the person is passionate enough and they've got experience in in lots of areas and they've worked uh, to develop um, their own skills for that topic, I mean, uh, for that for that sort of uh, career path. So, like mm -hmm. for it, you know, you you obviously had to have what, biology, mathematics. Well, that was the thing. Um, no, I didn't. Um, if I wanted to do the um, if I wanted to do seeing a crime, I would have had to have had you know. Um, some sort of biology, but um, because I went into fingerprints, fingerprints was just uh, it was not widely that uh, you didn't need a lot of qualifications. You needed English and maths or higher. Um, but with fingerprints, if you could do a spot the difference, you were qualified. Um, awesome. Which is which is essentially what it came down to. And if Jennifer hears this, I think she will come and kick me. Yes. Um, simply because you know she got a lot higher doing it than I did. Um, yeah, it's not the difference. Yeah, but to do, um, if if I had wanted to do, when I left school, I was wanting to be a, a software developer, and uh, right. that that's, um, but I I never really quite 
got there. So I ended up doing applied mathematics for computing, um, which is more. Well, I see it as as much as on a much higher level. Not to undersell computer science. No, but, but you know, code monkeys are code monkeys, and mathematicians are. <sighs> yeah. yeah, I suppose to a degree. I mean, I, for me, it was all about. Um, I, I, it was all about the the path of projectiles and that kind of thing. If I'd actually done what I was qualified to do, um, I would be um, I'd be able to do essentially what I could do is code break. And now, because I, I um, in third year I reverted back to mathematical sciences, so I can do a lot of uh, data analysis and all of this kind of stuff. Um, Sorry, and if I you just joined the hangout. What's that? ECHQ just joined the hangout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, all of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I think if there was a course on, you know, being a, uh, I think if the, I, I think if I look back now, if I continue to do computing science, um, I don't know, I might have been a completely different. So I think my experiences are slightly different to, to the, my my university degree hasn't influenced what I've done as a career, let's put it that way. Yeah. And, well, to an extent, mine did in that it put me off. Mm -hmm. um, okay. It really put me off, actually. And that that was disappointing because I got I got through school still quite enjoy well, still loving computing. Mm -hmm. um, university nice, uh, killed it off very quickly. Um, but it remains a... a very attractive hobby, um, yeah. and you know that—that's what it is. Uh, but I think that education should be about harnessing those hobbies and, and interests. And and um, I was going to say, research. As soon as you get through university and you get to the research stage, you start mm -hmm. working curricular on yeah. projects that are really interesting and that you have chosen. Yes. Yeah. So what's the, yeah? <laughs> the sticking gap is this sort of point where you get your degree. Yes. What do, you, what do I use it for? Yeah, where do I go? Um and I have to admit, now that I'm in now that I'm in sort of uh, now that I'm in this this side of things, um the project based work that I'm beginning to do is really exciting me. Um you know, there's a few projects that we're gonna be working on. It's gonna be great. I'm quite jealous about that actually because you've got a, a lot of uh, good folk that you can work with in, in different schools and, and um Although digital leaders um, in, in my school hopefully will come to fruition in the next. That's going to be a that's going to be a big thing. We're looking at doing open badges, um, with uh, kind of you remember the Globugs uh, project that we did in the Shire. Remember that? Yeah, and um, we're looking at uh, doing something similar, uh, like a pad bug type thing, um, and and sort of giving kids the the. The skills and abilities to show others, because one of the uh, we were going to talk about staff development, um, and staff development I think is maybe a good one for for episode three. Yeah. Um. You know we were talking about staff reluctance, reluctantness. I think is the best word. Um, on the fact that they can actually take things forward, um, because they don't have the the skill set, whereas kids today have naturally got the skill set. Um. Some a lot of them do. Yeah, um, um, yeah. That that's, that that could be a whole different podcast as well as um, the the digital natives argument. I, th 
I think we've got the next. I think we've got the next podcast lined up already. Uh, I think so. Um, that's maybe a good point to stop. So next. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week, listeners uh, or viewers. Let's let's. I I quite like the I quite like the hang out on air. Yeah. Uh, I quite like this. I think we should keep this going. And I could I could the audio from this and turn it into a podcast as well. So. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, just one uh, quick thing um, that we're both uber excited about and that's iTunes U uh, on Tuesday the 8th of July we'll have a massive update that will allow uh, discussions through the iPad and uh, iPhone app and also for people like Ian and myself who are course managers and uh, uh, administrators for institutions we can without having to use Puffin browser create and edit yeah, it does work. Yeah, um, we can create and edit courses on iTunes. You, I'm uh, excited about that. Really excited. Um, so much so that my summer holidays may be spent making an iTunes U course or five. But I'm still slightly disappointed that the iBooks author didn't come to iPad. I was I was so certain. I was yeah. certain. Me too. And, and the whole focus, I, I know we, we were second guessing and, and um, I, I do think you should have, you know, pushed more about the iWatch. But um, <laughs> the, the, yeah, it, it's it's something that's sorely missing, mm-hmm. especially for one-to-one deployments. Why would you buy Mac, a MacBook to go with your iPad? Yeah. Obviously, from the business point of view, Apple would like that, but yes. uh, from a realistic point of view, it's not going to happen. Um, so it's disappointing, but I'll get over it. I mean, book, uh, Creative Book Builder, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been using that uh, as uh, actually just the week after. I know I'm getting off on a tangent again. Uh, iWorks training, where we looked at taking existing resources from Word and PowerPoint and take, taking them into Keynote and Pages. And then I was just showing them you know, how you could embed video into pages documents and, and uh-huh. things like that and you know the word wrap uh, the, yeah. the text wrapper and images and then exporting them into iBooks uh, where it promptly takes all the videos and turns them into images. Yeah. But then if you take it into Create Book Builder you can then re-add that in, uh, video and then export it to iBooks and the video works. So I think yeah works. I think the scope for Book creator to be the kind of pupil focus. Um, you want to get pupils, you know, because book creator, book creator being a massively, uh, massively hit, uh, useful app. Um, but I think book creator would be better served more as a, a, a pupil focus one. And because I, book creative book builder for me, sorry, is more like iBooks, iBooks author. Um, yeah. Lot of similar functionality. I the, think the latest update. Um, uh, lets you move um, objects from one type of book to another, which had previously not been possible. Okay. As well, uh, so that that could be the iBooks author light almost. Okay, excellent. Excellent. But anyway, I I guess I'm just excited because I found that out um, just in a live demo and went, oh, the video works, brilliant. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was disappointing, but uh, no, I'm really excited about iTunes U, and I and I really think that could be something that I I'll definitely explore. Yeah, uh, I will. Yeah, and if it 
works for me, then I'm, I'm definitely going to share that. But more on training uh, next time, I think. It's, yeah, I think so. We'll look at. And yeah, I know. I think we'll look at we'll look at staff training and development and digital natives. I think next time. I think that's that's quite a good one to kick off with uh, next yeah. time. So, excellent. I, I forgot okay. about the details, by the way. Um, so, how how do we get in touch with the? Uh, how do people get in touch with Coffee Chat, or do they need to get in touch with Coffee Chat? Well, they can. I think they can get in touch with. Uh, you can see at the bottom of your uh, avatar there. You've got your Twitter handle at Family Simpson. Um, I'm, you know, and you're on Google Plus. You can basically anywhere you can find social media, you'll find one of us. Uh, you're off. You're also at CaffeineTangent.com. What I'll do is I'll put links to our. Um, um, we'll put our. Uh, I'll put links to our respective blogs and and, and things in the, the description for the for the YouTube video. Um, but I'm at Nkutz81. I'm also at TeachItGeek.net, uh, which is my which is my blog. Um, and you know, yeah. It's my blog. Is my blog on that now? Can't see. Uh, no, it's down a little bit. What to do is instead of hitting enter, just make it as a an additional see if it'll. Uh, I'll just make it a Twitter handle and try again. Ah, there. Yeah. There we go. Um. So that's my blog, and you've got one as well, don't you? Yep. I do. So there we go. There's Ian's there, caffeinetangent.pistachio.io, and there's mine, uh, teachitgeek.net. I'm also on Pistachio, but I'm not nearly as skilled as Ian. Um, well, I worked out the other day how to do marketing properly. So yeah. You see that? I was sitting wondering how, how it wasn't working, and it was because I wasn't turning my Evernote notes into plain text. Okay. Simple solution. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I've I really got into uh, Markdown lately. I've been using, um, I'm quite a big fan of Byword, um, and I think that's a, a great app for sort of doing some, some, some stuff with, with Markdown. So, um, yeah, I think I've got that as well. I've uh, been using GitHub as well, especially with the Raspberry Pi. Um, oh, awesome. Stuff. So GitHub for my local CAS hub, community school hub as well, is going quite well. So it's great because you can see teachers taking classroom resources and then forking them to change them. Um, for for different versions of software, so it's um, an open sharing platform, which is, uh, which ties in nicely with the Ryzen report because it talks about open content. There we go. See how we do that. See how it works seamlessly. Uh, there was a there was quite a good one I found for uh, taking Evernote uh, clips and putting them into uh, Pistachio notebooks. Um, just an app called Everclip uh, that works quite nice. Um, yeah. So I. I, I been using that uh, just to try out a few things, and that's been working quite well. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing how easy you can share the information out there using straight from your iPad. Do you really need a a, a laptop anymore? Could be. Well, I do put this because I need to get my little bit in the bottom of the screen. You so do. Yeah. That, the yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it saves me having to hold it like this, which is what our last conversation was like. Was that just, was yeah. I could, it was when. You, it was when your arms started shaking, you know. <laughs> All I've had to, I've, I've, although I've had to readjust myself a couple of times here because my hips beginning to play up. So, funny um, games. That's great. Oh, and ha happy birthday, by the way, for uh, thank last you. week. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Right. Uh, 29. Uh, 25. <laughs> it's, uh, it, was a, it was a tough paper, right? Really yeah. tough. It was uh, <laughs> through downtown Baghdad, I think. Um, so. But yeah, 
Well, but, all family, and we will catch up again very soon. We will indeed. Thank you very much. It's all right.